All right, Carrie, how are you? Hi, David, I'm great, thank you. Okay, awesome. We are going to talk about empaths and their role in the emerging world that we're in. Yes. But first of all, um, you know, for people that are confused or not, like, what is an empath? How do you know that you are one? You know, just can you take us through sort of the basics? Um, well, I believe empaths hold this unique power where they have the ability to feel not only their own energy, but other people's energy. So what that means, they're not just picking up good energy, they're picking up the feelings or the ill feelings of others. So it um, becomes difficult for empaths sometimes if they're not aware of their own power, that this is a real uh, coming into their own power. We are in, in 2020 and just before 2020, we're evolving very quickly into consciousness or the new way of being or the new human way of being uh, the new well-being this is what it is so empaths um, hold a unique power within uh, this ability to feel and feel other people's uh, energy whether that's coming from their heart or whether that's coming from ill feelings within so empaths are now rising as part of this evolvement that we're in the part of the new paradigm, the new way of being or moving into a higher dimension. There's many, many names for it, but um, it's just the way we're evolving. We have to do this. So empaths are stepping up, which means they are the new leaders, not only in uh, companies, businesses, but they will be stepping up into governments so it'll be empaths now rising because that's what people want. They want peace and harmony. They want compassion. They want to be heard. They want the planet to be in peace. So that's the role, simply, that's the role of an empath. So uh, we, we've been carrying chaos within us for so long, meaning anxiety, depression, stress. Um, it's now time to release that. That's why the planet is in chaos and the wrong uh, people without judgment, just observation, the wrong people have been in power and doing this. They're now having to step away as the empaths rise. Uh, the empaths are a collective energy and that's where they're getting their power from each other as they rise. Um, as they step into, I guess, a narcissistic uh, behaviour or a person that narciss carries narcissism, which is a behaviour, um, what will happen is the empaths are able now to identify that that's not their energy, that that energy is coming from the narcissist, the person who has a behavioural problem. Or it, if we're talking in Western medicine, we would say they have a mental health problem and what they see is darkness. They see things like war. They see like things like uh, they don't see the light in an empath. They find that difficult and they will try and destroy and pull that person mm -hmm. down. Uh, they won't uh, be, be an uplifter or a, a contender with the empath to say, yes, let's do this together. Yes, we want to create peace and harmony in our 
if we could say in our workplace or our environment or our community or our our country let's let's do that together narcissists don't see that Mm-hmm. in that way they see it as i want the power i want to control i'm going to manipulate i'm going to put these things forward it's coming from a belief system which is very deeply embedded in the subconscious yeah. and created that behavior for the narcissist so the empaths as they rise they will send so much love to the narcissist because they thrive, uh, empaths are only love. They only thrive. They thrive on love. So, would we say that, um, like the narcissist, that would be, well, like the Donald Trumps of the world, kind of? Um, but h- how do we recognize these people in like real life? Yeah, I don't. Let, let's let's just call it a Trump, yeah. for namesake, yeah, to give it a metaphor. Yeah. Let's call it a Trump. Um, so I'd, I'd like to just step away from the the political side yeah. or the the you know just pointing at someone because if we point the finger at someone externally outside of us we're not doing the work so part of a narcissistic behavior is they're pointing the finger like this it's this one it's that one and we're going to declare war and we're going to argue with that one and this one. And that's of no use to anyone. An empath goes away and they point the finger into the heart and they go, what is it I can do to resolve this situation? Or what can I do to, uh, what does my heart say? So they check in with their heart. They don't check in with their head. So they're not coming from a, a deep, a headspace. dark, yeah, from a, well, yeah, headspace. How, how do people... Um Okay, are are we kind of born empath, or do we discover that we are? How how does it work with most people? We you know what I mean? are as far far as uh, I guess me and many many other uh, I guess people of the world that that are empaths or light workers or or just feel this really deep heart connection. And science now says this as well. We are all born with purity. Um, a narcissist actually, uh, the behaviour can start from a very early age though, but we are born with pure, pure love in our hearts when we come into this world. And then over time, we are taught um, dysfunctional thinking um, to become a certain way, to be a status, get the high grade, you'll never fit in, you're this, you're that. And we try and as... Um, children we try and uh, do what we're told because we learn from certain ages we learn by behavior of those around us whether it's our parents or neighbors or older siblings or teachers or someone at school our peers perhaps we learn by behavior not by what we taught so these behaviors become embedded in the subconscious about this is what I have to be. And I'll give you a little example, and this is personal, but I don't mind sharing. I can remember when I was about eight years old and I had freckles across my nose when I was younger. And um, I remember kids, just a small minority, like two or three kids one day said to me, they're in a little group, and they said, you've got freckles on your face, you're ugly. And they used to tease me and say, did you sunbake underneath a tennis racket? And I would say, 
no. <laughs> no, and I'd cry and I'd think, why are they being so mean? But that's sort of, I guess, the empath as a child. And a child... It's very with, sensitive. Yeah, and a child showing narcissistic behaviour. Yeah. But what... Um, and then I grew up probably in my teens and I used to think that I wasn't beautiful. But I was taking on yeah. what... Yeah, but everybody's beautiful. Yeah. Everyone. And they're born that way. It's just society. You think a lot of it is conditioning? Like either we're conditioned to be go into the woundedness, which creates either... Um, an angry, narcissistic sort of tr personality trait yes. that has to be healed yes. at some point in life, yeah. right? Um, or we are tender and s soft and we kind of are the underdogs yes. in the world, right? Yes, but we're rising. Empaths yeah. are, are definitely coming up. I mean, there's so many uh, things happening now. Systems have already started breaking down. You, you only have to look what's happening around the world. As, you know, there's a 15- or 16-year-old girl there taking on politicians about climate change and doing something. Um, that's change. That's evolving. And what did she get? Greta Thunberg, I think her name is. Mm -hmm. I'm not... Yeah. Yeah. If I apologise yeah. if her surname said incorrectly, but um, so she got six something like sixty four million followers in a week after doing that. So, um, that's amazing. Uh, parents are requesting that meditation be taught as part of the curriculum in schools. They're having a voice like never before, and if they're not heard, they they will then demonstrate that by. Uh, not voting or putting something else forward. You know, committees will be formed yeah. in um, an empathic way about climate change, about we want our kids to be calm, we don't want them to be stressed, we want things to be uh, taught to our children that's going to benefit them so they're not stressed when they're older. So this is why, and yoga too in some schools, but yeah. I know meditation is becoming very, very big. Globally, there are groups forming, you know, meditation days and wanting the world to be part of it. Peace and Harmony days, um, you know, where, where the whole world comes together and it might be, say, 10 o'clock in the morning in New York and then Australia might do it at 12 o'clock noon and then someone else will do it. So this is what raises the frequency of the planet. It's mm -hmm. so important that this be understood as conscious. Uh, we are so powerful when we understand how when we come into our inner spirit, our soul, um, or for empaths, uh, they, they just have this inner knowing, this in insight, this awareness that um, when we come into our, step into our power, we can create this ripple effect throughout the planet as a collective energy uh, through meditation or even just by sitting peacefully and sending that energy mm. out. The more people that start doing this around the world in these meditation days and these healing days, healing the planet days, the, the bigger it, the frequency and the, the frequency that rises from the planet becomes, um, settles the planet down vibrationally because yeah. we're stepping into something uh, that we haven't had before. 
if that makes sense, like yeah. 9-11. Yeah. When I went yeah. to a conference recently and I heard, I think it was Greg Braden, talk about this. So when 9-11 happened, uh, for four days, three or four days, scientists were saying, whoa, what's going on? Because they measure the frequency of the planet and the vibration and they didn't know, you know, what was going on for those few days. And what happened after 9-11 People became more compassionate, more caring for each other. They were, uh, you know, loved ones were reunited. There was different things going on around the world. There was no war for those couple of days. And the frequency of the planet was so noticeable uh, to the scientists. They didn't know what it was because they, in their history, they'd never seen this before. Mm -hmm. So if we can do it for four days, we can do it for a lifetime. Yep. This is part of the new change, yeah. uh, what we have to do. And give love, send love to uh, people that are narcissistic because eventually they will feel that energy. They might... Uh, not like it at first because they're not used to feeling it. Basically, it's a, a, a fear of being loved, maybe. Yeah. Like when love comes really close well, by. Well, that's 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 where it's a psychological mental health uh, issue for narcissists. Yeah, they don't know how to feel love if they've never had it, and this is their their the work that they have to do and embrace this new love it's love and light that's what yeah. we're in what is what is um i think maybe a question that a lot of people that are becoming more aware of their empathness <laughs> what do you call it their yeah, empathic, empathness i their like it empathic behavior i've got an <laughs> empathness <laughs> so they so it's kind of like okay um what is mine and what is not mine for yeah. the empath that's the confusion oftentimes right uh, about uh -huh. okay what is my emotion and what is the emotion of the others and what do i do with it yeah do i take responsibility for somebody else's you know whatever they go through even though i can feel it what is your take on that okay how do we learn and grow in that sort of realm of our inner worlds that are picking up a lot what's going on well there's us. still a lot going on out there you know um as we change we're we're evolving but we're still picking up that negative i'll just call it negative energy to give us give yeah. it a name but if you've stepped into um i guess the energy of someone else and it's affected your energy you know you have as an empath or anyone that you have the power to bring yourself back to who you are and that responsibility then becomes yours, not the responsibility of the narcissist. It's your, as empaths, it's your responsibility to look after your energy. It's like yeah. if, if the body is a house and you're going to clean your house every day and give it a tidy up, it's your responsibility to do that. So this is the new way of being. If you walk into uh, someone else's energy and you start pointing the finger saying it's because of them and you're becoming that, that's what consciousness mm -hmm. is. So if you walk, if you leave your home every day, do a quick meditation and look, it doesn't have to be an hour. If you have an hour, great. If you have two hours, do it. You know, I've done a 10-day meditation. Um, many of us have. So whatever you can do is enough. So if you've only got five minutes to ground, 
come into your heart because empaths can do that very quickly come into your heart set yourself up surround yourself with light love and light it can be a bluish white light and just know that even look up at the clouds or look at uh you know trees and plants mother earth and know that you are connected to that and take that with you when you leave your house and you will feel the change and be mind you know have your have this mindset when you leave that you are going to stay in your power and you are going to be aware so this is the new awareness creating the awareness of someone else's energy and what the energy is doing to you because the difference is you will feel it in your gut when and and you'll feel something a thought come in when um and when you're in a narcissistic energy i guess or someone trying to interfere with your energy when someone a, a, a an empath perhaps meets another empath you feel it in your heart and it makes you smile it inspires you they are inspiring you which makes you if you break down the word it's in spirit so it means Mm -hmm. there's one empath communicating to another where i think a narcissist you will still feel them but it's not going to feel inspiring Mm -hmm. it's going to feel tiring it's going to feel heavy and you're going to feel it in your gut it's going to disconnect you from you your intuition in that moment and who you really are as an empath so you grow this um grow the awareness yeah grow the awareness bit by bit but meditation is so important because when we close our eyes we disconnect from this the the eyes are a channel so the the senses we've got we're connected to five senses and we want to disconnect from those five senses we don't want to be hearing anything we don't want to be seeing anything or tasting smelling touching we just want to be there connecting with our true spirit and we are spirit first before we are body so we need to connect from disconnect from the body disconnect from the mind and come into our spirit as much as we can five or ten minutes before you leave home preferably when you first wake up before you've activated your senses will keep you give you protection um scientists say that if you can do a five or ten minute heart meditation just connect to your heart by saying closing your eyes and my heart and really feel the connection to your heart that that vibrational frequency can last up to six hours Mm. so if you do it the way i see it or the way i do it is um when i leave home i've done my meditation whether it be five minutes or an hour it doesn't matter um so i'm set till about lunchtime, and then i do another one and that that'll get me to the evening and then i might have to do another one or i just do another little one before i go to bed mm-hmm. and that's how you do it and you grow it from there things like journaling are very good you know how was my day how did i react to that did, did tune I into feel? how i feel basically like, yeah what how, do do I, it's how did a i feeling. feel yeah. yeah how did i feel becoming aware of the feelings yeah how did i feel when that person when i had that conversation with that person or how did i feel when i overheard perhaps what that person was talking about at the next table or how did i feel when i opened up that email and how was my reaction to that so empaths 
they feel a little bit sick inside when they receive an email that's darkness yeah we open them up and we go oh what do they mean why did they say that and there's no um people just don't think i you know or take the time to think how can i be kind how can i put peace and harmony into what i write in this email or this text message And that's a matter of just slowing down and going, if I'm going to write this from my heart, what are the words I can use? Mm -hmm. Compassion, with compassion, with kindness, with love, with... Because that's going to create more. Um, When I I look into the, let's say, the empath world, what's being written about empath and what people that are sensitive write about themselves, it's oftentimes, sometimes I feel sort of like a victim mentality. About mm-hmm. like I'm so sensitive, um, um, while uh, of course we are very powerful. Yes. So, so if we took I am sensitive and we change that word and said I am empowered or I am powerful, like full of power when I'm an empath, woohoo! Yeah, because it seems that changes the energy. It's like oh, I can't, uh, I can't, um, you know, function normally because I'm so sensitive. For example, yeah. you know, there are, and I understand. Yes. I, under, I totally have compassion. Yes. For it. And I used to be that. Yeah. <laughs> I used to, when, we, I mean, on my podcast previously, I've talked about my near death experience. So I used to be that. But I am now my, in my power because I've learned that if I stay sensitive to others, I am actually feeding into the narcissist energy. If I step up, as an empath into my power, I will meet more empaths, and the more of us that do that, we will grow. How, how do how do we do it? But like I said, with the meditation, because you have to believe in yourself. So, what happens is if you said to yourself every morning, "Okay, I've just done my meditation. I feel good inside. How can I be the best I can be?" for what I want to give to the world today before I step outside my door, you will feel something inside you. You are tuning in to a field of energy that's out there for all of us to grab hold of and embrace. So what they call it is the quantum field or the universe. You are getting becoming aligned with what you're here to do and life purpose when you do that. Yeah. Yeah. So what I did, used to do when I was sensitive, I used to run away and thought, I don't want to be around people. Yeah. Because I feel the energy and how, how, can, how can they do that and say that and become that and, and blah, blah, blah. And I felt like I was judging, but I wasn't. Like I was going, but I'm judging. No, I'm not. It's an observation. I learned not. And I thought, well, I'm just not going to speak. Mm-hmm. When I go out with certain people and just observe, and I'm going, I can't stay in this energy. I don't know why. Yeah. And I felt more comfort being connected to the ocean and Mother Earth, the trees and hugging trees. And it's like falling in love with the planet and at the same time falling in love with you, with yourself. You yeah, have this embracing deep, who you are. Yes. Right? I am not that. But what what I would um, maybe I could put out there is people can actually um, use 
use this energy or the sensitivity in a way of, wow, I actually pushed through that today with that discussion with someone and I lost the fear because some of it comes from fear, this sensitivity, yeah. which is borderline anxiety or part of anxiety. Yeah. yeah. So you want to push through it and you say, well, I spoke my truth today and I was okay. And I was able to say what I felt. That person understood and now I don't have that fear, that sensitivity. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, um, yeah, it's about accepting basically all all those parts of yourself yes. as an empath, especially yes. the sensitivity and Every all the softness. Of kind of, yeah. So for me, freckles and all, like yeah. when I was a child, when someone said that, I mean, I embrace my freckles now, not that you can, they're not like they used to be. They faded a lot, but um, yeah, and your curves, like for a girl, you know, if you're curvy, it doesn't matter because if you're an empath, you won't look at other people in a way that someone who's judgmental is so judgmental is more like more narcissistic because their thought patterns they're programmed differently to an empath so they're taught to look at someone in a certain way and they're taught to uh, maybe look at the size of someone's bank account or their status yeah. in yeah. life or ba- the basically the shape ego of world. their body. Yes, yeah. it's the ego that's been it's part of the subconscious. Yeah. It's part of the programming. Yeah. So empaths don't look at that. They look at, they don't even see it. They And, and especially when they're having, communicating with another person that's, maybe an empath rising and all they see is the good they don't see negativity they don't see uh judgment they just see the person for who they are so that's the difference what Mm. about when we look at you know narcissistic behavior um it's kind of a term that's been thrown around quite a bit yeah and i'm loving it yeah so what are how do you recognize these traits in somebody or should we even be speaking about it in that sense you know i'd have to sort of go back i guess before my near-death experience because i now intuitively i just know and just questioning myself and the person maybe ask a couple of questions and then i'll just nod and go "Mm, no you're not quite there at the level you think you mm. are because you if you uh just for me I know by the way someone speaks and the way that they do things that their behavior and this is part of I guess to being a social worker trained in counseling years ago plus experience in with police and learning about people's behavior yeah. so a lot of it has come from my past but you learn that um Someone who's very forceful, very they don't want you, want to hear you, but they want to be heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps um, they often talk themselves up. Uh, they like to um, put others down, or they what they I tell you what they do like to do. They like they. They like to form little clusters of friendship because that gives them power. And sometimes the empaths think they have to follow. Yeah. 
to become that because they start to think these are these are empaths that aren't rising the empaths that are still lost they're going to be the victim go, where do i fit yeah they're yeah. in a victim mode so they think they have to follow someone with that bad behavior to fit in to belong somewhere but as we rise there'll be lots and lots of communities where empaths are able to go you know if we look at uh the amount of places people now can go to do sound healing and reiki and meditation and yoga and normally these sorts of people that are running these places are empaths and if they're not and they're more in the business mind coming from a place of greed which is part of the narcissistic yeah. behavior the old paradigm the yeah. old way of thinking um they will feel the energy the empath will feel this is not good yeah. for me and maybe move away and find another community yeah. but it is um you know even ourselves this is a bit of science so and i teach this in my meditation classes so we have when our cells are aligned so let's use the word empath so when our cells are feeling the empath vibration frequency mm -hmm. they actually light up and they grow little arms and the receptors like two little antennas come up receptors are receivers like conductors they receive yeah. information and if you put um or visualized the a smiley face on your cell and the little arms coming out when the cells are happy they all join all those little arms join together with the trillions of other cells in the body and they become a community hmm. yeah that's beautiful so when yeah. when we're not in that and we're in something else someone else's energy perhaps that little community inside us disconnects and those little arms let go of each other so just like a, a community externally yeah. it's really about becoming sensitive for our own sensitivity yeah it's becoming yeah. aware aware of your sensitivity yeah. and growing your sensitivity to rise up using it as a strength yeah. not a weakness because the word sensitivity is a word for it's almost like victim yeah, mode. Yeah, 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 I get it. You know, I'm too sensitive. We'll say, well, no, I'm actually powerful. Use that word broadly. I am powerful or full of power. That's the new word out there. I'm putting it out there for Very the new good. sensitive. I am powerful. It's like that is your cup half. I never ever got that that metaphor for half full or yeah, half <laughs> empty, whatever. Oh, I used to think, well, mine's always full. And apparently that's what it is now. You what, said that. What, what would you want to say to the empath sort of that's still struggling? He knows he's empathic. He knows he has a great, powerful sensitivity, but he's not walking in it. He's not like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I would say let go of the fear because it's fear that's the block and fear what comes under fear are many many emotions such as um you're carrying old stuff and it could be within your family unit it could be um a past life as in meaning in the family generation so lose the fear step into your power and become who you're here to be which is a beautiful soul and you're, everybody has a gift to share to the world. 
It's not one size fits all and we all fit into a box. We're not made to fit into a box. We're here to heal what has been the past for us, the old paradigm, the old way of thinking or being. Heal that and you will heal your generations and step into your own unique power. Even science says we can change our DNA at will, so let's do it. Empaths, rise. And, you know, it is time. It's not just saying it, I'm going to do this. And there's a little bit of proof now that affirmations don't really work unless you're in your heart. You have to be coming from your heart. It can be really a a kind of a mind game. (laughs) Yeah. So a little bit of if you're a bit shaky or a bit wobbly in a day because of what's happened, maybe stepping into someone else's dark energy perhaps, then it's your responsibility as an empath to clear your own energy. And that quick meditation, what I said earlier and surrounding yourself with light, maybe going the beautiful clouds in the sky, the sun shining, that you are connected to that also. When you see the moon at night, you are connected to that. It's part of you. And the more we do that consciously, the more we will receive, the higher our frequency will lift. Our vibration will lift up. It's all part of it. So And then you share it, just like I'm doing. I'm losing, you know, years ago, there's no way I could have done this. I was so fearful as an empath, like I wasn't doing it right. I wasn't pretty enough. I didn't get good the good grades yeah. that um, people wanted me to be and I or do. And I, um, I work very, very hard to fit to in. To fit in, yeah. That's I think. That's I think. Very hard. That's what sort of we all do most. But do we first yeah. try real hard to fit into the normal world? And yeah. at one point or another, we're gonna break down because yeah. we're not meant to be in that office. Or we're not meant to be yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So I did everything <laughs> to. I remember my parents saying, "You get a government job and you will yeah. be set for life." I did that. Yeah. Did that help Made me? Made you miserable. No. <laughs> And it made me miserable. Yeah. Yes. Get, then, then I remember as a, um, working as a welfare worker and my boss saying to me, you need to get your degree. And I go, okay, I'll study. And, you know, I had a family, I had kids and married. And, and I still studied, worked really, really hard. And The video finished. It's finished? The video, it's full, I think. It's okay, we can talk for the... Oh, yeah. And then... Um, so I got my degree. I worked really, really hard and it wasn't easy. And then after I did it, about a month later, I thought, that was hard work for who? Not for me. It was yeah. for my boss. Yeah. Because that's the expectation in that culture. I think a lot of us recognize it. I mean, I, I was the same. I really felt like I, I tried really hard to live that kind of life because I thought that was what we we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Until I re- reconciled myself and and allowed myself to be different and to find my own path in life yeah i love that what you just said the way you just said that i reconciled myself so david that's taking responsibility yeah yeah you did that you stepped into your own power which is what taking responsibility actually means becoming your in your own power not what others expect you to be. Yeah, I think that's the, that's maybe one of the biggest lessons, I guess, for all all us empaths is to um, sort of reclaim our own life and not try to please the world, 
and try to fit in. Yeah. And to say, hey, this is me and I'm totally okay to to totally live my life the way I want to live it. Yeah. And not try to fit in anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And by doing that, we actually start fitting in with the right people. With the right people. Yes, you will start aligning (laughs) because your frequency will change. And as you rise, you rise into the uh, frequency of another person that's been through it and they're rising. You know, it's a little bit like um, when I heard the story about Einstein when he first went to school and a letter was sent home to his mum saying how he, her son had a learning disability and Einstein says to his mum, what does the note say? And his mum said to him, it says your son is so intelligent we can no longer teach him at this school. And the note actually says your son has a learning disability and we, or similar to this and we can no longer teach him at this school. So his mum homeschooled him and told him how intelligent his was, he was. Now he went on to high school and the same thing happened. Your son's slow, there's something wrong with him, he's got a learning disability. Einstein was one of the greatest minds that ever ex- existed. So um, it goes to show step into your power and there's many, many mm-hmm. other people who have been told they're this, they're that and they've stepped into their own power yeah. and they've come into their I own I think the, 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 the journey, I guess, is part of this journey is to um, find the courage to sort of step out and accept that. Yeah. Because we're raised in a society that's so conditioned yeah. to be uh, sort of, uh, yeah, normal, fit in. And so um, from a young age, we all think that we have to be in a certain way. And it's all just an illusion. It is an illusion. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And these, and this is... I love that you said that because it's just reminded me about in mental health when people are, and I've only just recently learned this, so in mental health in the Western world, if someone's hearing voices, they medicate them and they maybe put them into hospital or whatever for um, a short period of time or even a long period of time. In the world of, say, monks and um, sages and... Uh, certain cultures, if you're hearing voices, say the Dalai Lama, for example, uh, hearing voices, you're classed as you are special. We've got to love and nurture you because you've got a gift and your gift is your psychic ability to be able to hear audio and receive messages from the divine, from the quantum field. So isn't that interesting? Yeah. So this is another thing that's been exposed as empaths rise. Mm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. For sure. What else um, is there to be said about this? Of course, it's a broad kind of subject for everybody that's on this inner journey and that's discovering their own uh, journey, I guess, in life. Um, any any signposts or any advice? For well, you, we talked about the meditation and all that kind of stuff. Um, w- what is the role? Uh, oh, yeah, that's maybe interesting. What is the role of an empath in society? Like, you well, know, as far as jobs go, like a professional life. Of course, we talk about the healers, the maybe the coaches of the world or whatever. But what are what are their roles? Everybody on the planet has a role uh, and they have been – it's part of their, I guess, uh, 
part of their spirituality, like their life purpose. They're here for a reason. But we cannot align with that when we're feeling sensitive or it'll actually disconnect it. So as we step into our power and into our heart, our heart frequency, which is higher intelligence, a lot higher than the mind, we're just not taught to use it, we will receive the insight through meditation about why we're here and about life purpose and what we're here to do. So to give you for just so there's a clear understanding in this, we all have a purpose and what we're here to do. If we're not living that purpose, we will feel disconnected. We will feel sensitive. When we step into what we're here to do, we will light up inside something inside us a little bit like me doing this interview with you i get excited so i know that's part of my life purpose mm -hmm. i get excited when i make a little video um, that i'm passionate about and put it on facebook i want to share it with the world yeah. that's how or for someone who's very uh who's here to create something for the world, perhaps in a way of um, trying to think of an example. So say someone was really good with their, using their creative science with designing and they wanted to design clothes for yogis or something. Well, if they're doing it from their heart because they enjoy doing that and, they, and they're not thinking about the money, they're just thinking about how much how good they feel mm. when they do this and it makes them light up inside, they're living their purpose. Yeah. Someone creating, you know, a bit like um, Jamie Oliver is out there smashing it because you can see the passion yeah, in what he does when he creates and gets with food and creates a nice healthy meal. He's coming from love, from the heart. So he's living his life purpose. Yeah. Yeah. yeah beautiful. Yeah. So that's how we feel it. So for Basically, Jamie, you put Jamie Oliver in a situation perhaps as a meditation teacher or a mechanic, yeah. they're two extremes, um, he's not going to be feel that. So he's not going to be as good as what he is doing, what he's doing, because he's living his life purpose. So my advice would be to look at people that are thriving and see what they're doing to get the understanding of not what they're doing, but the understanding of how they're doing it. They're coming from a place of passion. They're doing it with compassion. They're wanting, they're not even worried about the money side of it they, they know that will yeah. come and look it definitely will come if you find life purpose and you start doing what you're passionate about with compassion and with love for others that you are that you will share this for love yeah. to others people step forward to purchase what yeah. you or they want what you have and the money True. will come if you do it the other way, you're going to be disconnected yeah. and you're not living your purpose. Yes, yeah, you're in a world of struggle. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a little bit like someone coaching you uh, to do something that's really not in alignment with your heart 
and then you think that there's something wrong with you because you're paying a coach, a life coach perhaps, to all this money to help you align. Well, if that life coach yeah. doesn't know how to align... Yeah, if he's not, not going, even aligned himself. No, they're not aligned themselves and they can't teach you what they don't know. Um, this is a very spiritual... Uh, very spiritual time to awaken so uh with that everybody needs to step into their power including life coaches otherwise they're not able to help others they're actually blocking at them from living their life purpose yeah that makes sense yeah okay if there if anybody um before we finish up if anybody has any questions about what we've discussed today um yeah feel free to contact me on instagram kerry the healer or my email kerry the healer at gmail.com please reach out i love answering questions i love doing what i do and bringing uh people into the higher consciousness and their higher self the high, the true way of being. Um, yeah, it's just such a people that I work with. I seeing them trans, transition. They come to me one way and then walk out the door smiling and knowing how to use the true essence of their heart to evolve and become uh, who they're here, who they're meant to be. Is just beautiful for me to watch. So please reach out. Um, yeah. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. Namaste. Thank you.